0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody. Wow. Wow. Mike Durbin, thank you very, 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 very much for that great entrance. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. That was awesome. Even though I know you did it to get on my good side after you harassed me uh, over all the audio. But, Mike, that is a beautiful, beautiful opening to That's Life. Guys, I've been doing this show for a very long time. I never had an opening for it. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike asked if I would like one. And, bro, this is how the brand works, bro. We work together. One hand washes the other hand, and both hands wash the face. Thank you very, very, very much, Mike, for that wonderful, wonderful opening that will now become a staple of this show. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have another staple real soon. Um, I heard from my friend Jim Johnston today, who is working on a uh, brand theme song, bro. Jim Johnson, the Jim Johnson, bro, of WWE, the great songwriter, the great composer, the guy who came up with unbelievable themes for hundreds of wrestlers is going to create a song specifically for the brand. I cannot wait. There's a lot of great things happening, bro. Let me just tell you guys about a little business here. Guys, you know tomorrow is uh the 1st of the month and that's why I tell you under Patreon rules um if you want to join Patreon bro, you want to do it the 1st of the month bro because Patreon charges you the very first of every month. There's we have nothing to do with the billing of Patreon, that's them. So if you want guys want to give Patreon a whirl Bro, you want to sign up tomorrow morning. First of all, bro, for only fifty a month, I do a live chat, an intimate chat where you come in Discord with me and brand family members, and we have a conversation for about an hour every Tuesday. Bro, that starts at fifty. The shows start at $0.75 cents a week, $3 a month. Tomorrow, bro, or this week, we are going to premiere the ODB show, ODB Meet and Greet. So a lot of you who um who are signed up to the tiers will get a brand new show. I know a brand new Better Call Con is going to go up uh, tomorrow on Patreon. Guys, I'm doing my best, man. I'm trying to uh, raise capital. For the Realm Network, man. I want to bring a lot of new shows to the Realm Network. Bro, I would like to do a whole channel on Christianity. I I know a lot of people in the business, man. You know, Nikita and and Mark Merrow. There's a lot of great Christians in the wrestling business. I would like to, to do a whole channel, bro, just evolving around that. So that's why I'm on here just trying to raise capital and everybody that contributes in any way, Mike with the song, that is a contribution to the brand, man. Thank you very 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 much. I'm going to give all of you a little round of applause. Now guys, I want to talk to you about something that just blows my mind. I'm going to give you a little backstory. Guys, when I was the WWE magazine editor, oh man, this is probably I want to say 95 96, I can't remember when it was. I was introduced to The Warrior by Shane McMahon. And The Warrior, you know, took to me because um I think it was because I was a writer. And I formed a relationship with the warrior and we became good friends and it was really built on writing because before there was any warrior university or anything like that, warrior would send me pages and pages and pages of handwritten content, um, that he was writing, which would later become warrior university. And, um, Bro, I read the writings and they were just so deep and so uplifting and so inspirational. And that's really how Warrior and myself formed a relationship when I was at the magazine. Um and we used to, you know, talk back and forth and he would tell me his goals and inspirations for what he really wanted to do that was way beyond professional wrestling. Um, During that time, I met his um, girlfriend at the time. They were not married, Dana. Uh, I formed a great relationship with Dana. We had a very good relationship. Then Warrior left, but he came back. And when he came back, I was a little bit more involved with television at the time. I was very involved with Goldust. And um, I worked on that entire Warrior Goldust angle that was on TV in the pay-per-view. So it kind of spilt over into television. Uh, Warrior and I, I, I started writing some of his promos um, for TV, or at least attempted to. Nobody could talk like the Warrior, but I attempted to. And we continued our friendship later on at WCW. I tried to bring him back. Uh, me and uh, J.J. Dillon met with Warrior when I think we were in Phoenix. But uh, J.J., and, uh, Warrior just could not figure out a price. So it never happened. Um, so I formed a, uh, a great relationship with the warrior. And I was very, very, I'm, I'm very happy about that because this was a, um, this was a very, very, very special human being. So bro, I have to tell you, um, I get a call from the producers of a documentary about the warrior that's going to air on A&E. Now, quite frankly, bro, my knee-jerk reaction was I didn't want to be a part of this because I was on um, Beneath the Ring, or Beyond the Ropes, whatever they call it, with the brawl for all, and um, they had an agenda, bro, and um, I was not happy with it. Um, I will not do another Beyond the Mat, Beyond the Ring. I will not do another one of those. Um, obviously, bro, they tried to turn it into an angle between, uh, Jim Cornette and myself, which I am not interested in. So I will never do another documentary for them again. And I'll be honest with you, bro. I did it in the first place cause they paid me good money. Um, and at that time I needed the money, you know, much more than I need it now. Thanks to you guys and the brand. So, um, I did it because it was a payday. Um, but now that I have options, I mean, I will not be doing it with them again. So I really didn't want to do the A&E documentary and I was going back and forth with the guy and, um, during the course of that time, I watched a couple of videos that reminded me of who warrior was and the guy that I knew and the guy that didn't take crap from anybody and the guy that stood up for his beliefs and the guy that was not of the wrestling business and had, you know, dreams and hopes and desires way beyond wrestling. I got reminded who that guy was. So it got me to thinking about, you know what, bro, to honor his name, and to honor his legacy, maybe you should do this documentary. It was like the very next day, I got a call from the uh, producer again, and the producer said to me at that time, he said, Vince, Dana, Warrior's wife, uh, would really like for you to be a part of this documentary. She really wants you to be in it. So, bro, it was a combination of three things. It was a combination of me being reminded of what the Warriors stood for. It was a combination of Dana, who I respect very, very much wanting me to do it. And the third piece of that was I wanted to make sure that somebody – Was saying positive things about this man because you know how, you know how these things work, bro. So and so shoots on, you know how they work. So I'm like, I am going to make sure somebody, somebody on there is speaking positively about the warrior. So, bro, they came to my house. Um, I shot. I did not get paid for it because th- this was a different case. I wanted to do it for Dana. Um, did not get paid for it. Uh, bro, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even watch the episode back. But here, here's the thing, and here's what we're going to talk about today. All of a sudden, I'm, 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 I'm hearing about people, people that I once worked with. To be honest with you. People, some some wise guys are sending me DMs. I'm reading on my Twitter. Why was Vince Russo a part of that Warrior documentary when he didn't even work with the Warrior? He didn't even know the Warrior. He had nothing to do with the Warrior. You know why? Why was he a part of this documentary? And You know, first of all, you have no idea what my relationship was with Warrior. You have no idea what my relationship was with Dana. You have no idea that Dana requested that I be in this A and E. But aside from all that, and this is what we're going to talk about today, because this is what's really sad. You're questioning why I was a part of that documentary. Now, to me, if I'm burying the guy, if I'm taking jabs at the Warrior, if I'm talking negatively about the Warrior, then, yeah, bro, then maybe you question, why is Vince on here? Vince didn't even know the Warrior. But it was the complete opposite. I was on there putting this man over to the moon because that was the guy that I knew. So I'm on there speaking 100% positive about this human being who left us way too fast, leaving behind a wife, two beautiful daughters, speaking the moon of this man And then people are questioning why I'm on the document. Why are you questioning that? Did you not agree with me putting the warrior over? And that's what this show is about today. I talk about this all the time. The show is about putting other people over. I just started a series on my YouTube, Vince Russo puts over, because the wrestling business is polluted with these burial videos. If somebody doesn't like me, they go on YouTube and social media and they bury me. If somebody doesn't like, uh, name anybody, disco, they go on, they bury him. We bury this guy. We bury that guy. We shoot on this guy. We shoot on that guy. And what do we do, bro? We tear others down to build ourselves up. That's what we do, bro. I'm gonna, te- I'm gonna knock down Every tree in the forest, so I am the tree that stands the tallest. If you guys understand psychology and you understand wrestling, this is exactly the name of the game. I don't work that way. Will I discuss other people? Will I rib on other people? Will I make fun of Dave Meltzer comments and Tony Khan comments? Yes, I will. But it's not done in a hateful way because I don't hate these people. And as a matter of fact, when I'm talking about them, I'm telling you, if you like what they write, if you like Tony Khan's show, watch it. Watch it. If you enjoy it, watch it. I would never tell you not to watch that show. So in a way, I'm promoting what they do. But my point is there are no personal attacks. Those shows are done for entertainment purposes. I'm talking about these shoots online where they are burying people with, with venom and with hate And with a knife to the back, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I've always said, bro, putting other people over. I don't know about you. It makes me feel very good. It makes me feel good to acknowledge people and put people over. It makes me feel good to celebrate the lives of other people. That makes me feel good. On top of that, it it, it costs nothing. It costs nothing. It's free. So I tend to put people over. I like to put people over. I like to make a big deal out of people. But yet we live in a world where I'm getting questioned as to why I was on a video where I was putting somebody over. Now you want to question me because I'm, I'm burying somebody. That's fine but you're going to question me for having positive things to say about an individual that is no longer with us. Am am I the only one that sees something gravely and sadly wrong with that? You know, guys, I talk about it all the time. Go back to the Bible. And one of the most significant stories in the Bible is that of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And bro, these guys walked in sandals, barefoot, miles and miles a day. Their feet probably stunk and were filthy and had calluses and God knows what. And there was Jesus, our Lord and Savior, on his hands and knees, washing their feet one by one. They couldn't believe it. They were like, what are you, bro? What are you doing? No, we need to be washing your feet. No, that was a very strong message from the Bible. And the message is you put others before your feet. Self. And you know what, bro, even if you can't do that, because that's difficult to do, that's against the grain of what we are taught our entire lives, our entire lives, bro, we are taught. We are taught me first, me, myself, and I all through the day. I me, my the great George Harrison. That's what we are taught. So this isn't about even putting putting others before you. This, this is This is just about putting others over. So I am going to share something with you today. I pulled for you. Putting others before yourselves, seven great tips. Putting others before ourselves is not natural nor comfortable. I just said that. Yet as Christians, we believe we are given a new nature at salvation. Part of this nature is summed up in Galatians 6, and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is all about putting others before oneself. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Galatians 6, 23. Let's look at some tips for putting others before yourselves. This will include five attitudes you can take and two practical ways you can implement new attitudes. Bro, like I said, when I do this show, bro, if you don't want to serve God and you don't want to be a Christian, then you don't want to do any of this. What I'm about to read to you, you don't want to do any of this. But if you want to align yourself with God, and if you want to glorify God and you want to glorify his kingdom, this is what he expects of us. And he doesn't expect us to all get this down perfectly. But what he expects is for us to attempt this and for us to to live our lives this way. Even though he knows we're going to fall short and we're going to mess up here and there. So consider your attitude first. Be compassionate. One of the many attributes that characterizes Christ is his compassion. Of course, he was God, but he was also a man with a desire to serve others because of his love for them. Jesus Christ is our example. We can ask the Lord to develop compassion in our lives. He said to his followers that those who are truly his disciples will show love to one another. Those that are truly his disciples will show love to one another. It is probably easier to love fellow Christians than those who do not know our Father. But the example that Christ gave was of him loving other people, regardless of their spiritual condition. Be empathetic. Consider the needs of those around you. Try to put yourself in their situation and treat them like you would like to be treated. We call this the golden rule, and it is found in Matthew 7.12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, Do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And of course, that is translated to treat people as you would like to be treated yourself. We often talk about putting others, ourselves in someone else's shoes. That is a good way to think of empathy. When you are having trouble getting along with or helping someone else, try to picture yourself in the same condition or position they are in. How would you like people to treat you? Treat them the same way and you will become more empathetic to the needs of others. I do this all the time, bro. I am constantly, constantly putting myself in the shoes of others and trying to understand them. Is the third way. Develop a servant's heart. Find ways to serve others. This is the best way to develop a servant's heart. Putting others before yourself is easier when you are serving them. But just because someone is in a serving position does not mean that they are serving with the right attitude. Maybe you have met the people who are involved in the service industry who don't enjoy serving others. Even people in compassionate-sounding jobs, working at a homeless shelter or working as a nurse, for example, can have the wrong attitude about the people they are serving. Develop a servant's heart and attitude. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. You have to yield to Him so that He can work in your life. Realize that people think differently. I was just talking about this this past week. One of the reasons we find it hard to put others before ourselves is that different people think differently than we do. If my family thought exactly the same way I did, then we might have fewer problems, but life would sure be boring. We like the diversity of thought that different people bring to a group. However, it can also be the source of friction. Try to learn to see things from their perspective. Don't try to force everyone into your way of thinking. That is a sign that you are thinking more of yourself than you are of them. You want people to agree with you. You want people to see things the way that you see them. No, bro. You got to look at their point of view, their perspective why they're thinking and feel the way that they do. I put that into play all the time. Consider their welfare more important than your desires. Jesus Christ came to earth for the good of mankind. While we are trying to be compassionate and more empathetic, we should see what others need. This does not mean we give them anything they want, nor allow others to walk all over us. It means we try to find out their true needs and try to help them, even if it is uncomfortable for us. Put your new attitude into action. Besides the above attitudes, here are a couple of things you can begin to do to put others before yourself and put these attitudes into practice. Volunteer. Find a needy charity or service organization where you can spend time serving others. This could be volunteer time at a local library or a soup kitchen. Homeless sh- uh, shelters and churches are always looking for people to volunteer for projects. Try to find a project that will allow you to work directly with people. This will let you see the effect you have on people's lives when you put others before yourselves. There's also something here. Take a mission trip. When you go on a mission trip, you're putting other people first while it may be, be, be a personal venture and quite thrilling to take a mission trip, it is also a way to serve. The people you meet on your trip will see that you have made a sacrifice to put them first. Of course, you should not go on the trip for the sole purpose of making yourself feel better. You should use the opportunity to see how you can put others first when they are involved in everyday life. Bro, <laughs> I'm being buried for putting over a man, a husband, and a father who is no longer here with us. That is a sad, sad, sad. That is a sad view of our society today. Being ridiculed for putting other people over. Guys, I am telling you, Put this into play, even if it's once a day, and just see how this makes you feel. Why will you feel so good about it? Because, bro, this is your nature. This is who you are. This is what you were meant to do. This is why we were put on this earth. We are God's servants, and as God's servants, we are here to serve others. And when you serve others, you feel good about yourself. Try it. I am telling you there is something magical about putting other people over. There is something magical about celebrating other people. And it's cost you nothing. You know what it costs you, bro? It costs you love. It costs cost you love. And you know what? You should be giving away love and as much love as you possibly can every single day. It's called spreading the love. And guys, if you don't understand what I'm saying and you can't comprehend what I'm saying and you can't digest what I'm saying, I'm telling you that's a good indication that God is nowhere near your life. And as I said, if that's the way you want it, that is your choice. But you will never, ever be able to experience just true, pure love. And for those of you who would like that experience, all you have to do is ask. It is between you. And God, and all you have to do is ask. That is life, everybody. I am going to play you out with Mike Durbin's song. God bless you, everybody. I'll see you over there at russo'sbrand.com. That's life. <laughs> That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.